For today's episode, you're going to be listening to the 2023 Metabolic Franchise Conference keynote I gave. This is the second time I've been asked to speak at this event. It's an honor and a privilege. And I was tasked this time with using Patrick Hanlon's Primal Code. Co-founder of Metabolic Brandon Cullen and myself are big fans of Patrick Hanlon's book, Primal Branding. And I was given the task of using his Primal Code to discuss and conversate with the franchisees as to how they need to stay authentically, relentlessly themselves, unapologetic. The core essence of this brand that has created such a high level of success. And as this enterprise grows, you're going to see some deviation. It's just the, it's the, it's the, you know, it's a numbers game. The more people you have in an organization, it's not always going to be such a strong push of what the essence of a brand is. So as this organization is growing, I was asked to come in and use Patrick Hanlon's promo code to, you know, from an outsider looking in, talk to the franchisees as to how I see they can leverage the promo code to ensure that they stay relentlessly and authentically on brand. I hope you guys enjoy this. If anyone listening to this as an organization, they have a conference, they like the way I do my thing. There's an entire playlist on YouTube with keynotes I've provided over the years. I'd love to speak with you about coming out to your event, but otherwise guys enjoy this. I had a lot of fun with it. All right, guys, what's up? So if you were with us last year, 2022, uh, my name's Stu, we met then, and I did my little talky talk thing, got to hang out, had drinks, all that good stuff. For anyone who doesn't know me, the only thing you need to know is I've been doing this fitness thing for a long time. I was fortunate enough to be around during this origin period of metabolic. I was trying to airdrop a video to Chris, or a photo to Christy earlier. She probably thought it was a dick pic or something, so she didn't tell you something. <laughs> wasn't a dick pic this time, but what it was, it was a photo. I sent it to Brandon a couple weeks ago. I said, dude, check out what I found. It's like 2011, 2012. And it was this billboard that him and Kirk had paid for and was pointing right down to that location. This is 2011. I had my competing business on the other side of town. And I knew these guys had come from the same world I did, this CrossFit world. And I knew, just like everyone else in the market, they had done this weird pivot thing. And we couldn't understand why. Why the fuck, would, why it is a cash cow? What are these guys doing? But I always sat back and watched with intrigue. And I'm very fortunate that we've become good friends and colleagues over the years. But that, this, the theme of origin, it, it's so unique for me to be here and talk to you guys because I've been able to watch and sit back and see how they have held the line on all the little intricate details that make this brand what it is. In my day job now, I was a gym owner like you for over a decade. Back then and, and continuing now, I've got the privilege of traveling the country. I do business and commercial real estate consulting with gym owners. I've seen it all, everything from health clubs to the group fitness scene. And I can tell you as I stand today, this is, this has nothing to do with Brandon and Kirk staying over there. It is the most unique group fitness model. No one has been able to replicate it at scale like OTF and Berries and Eat the Frog and everything else that's out there. Suddenly, you cannot find a rip-off version that has gone to any level of small, medium scale that looks like metabolic. Why? Because copying you is fucking hard. Do you know how hard it would be for someone to go ahead and I'm gonna copy them and I'm gonna lock the door. Well, fuck it. No, I'm not gonna do that part. That's too hard. Or I'm gonna, yeah, no, it's good. Come in six days a week. No, what? 
they could not copy if they fucking wanted to. Because what you guys do, when I was boiling this down, I was thinking about it. You guys do the hard thing, especially when it's really hard to do. I know you guys have had a prospect come into the gym during deload week. Like, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> All right, now I gotta explain to this dude. All right, we're not, we're not gonna do any weightlifting, even though we're the strength base interval thing. I gotta explain to him and back this thing up. But you still do. And the more you guys stick to what makes you who you are, not doing what fits it, not doing what is status quo at the moment, the better you're gonna succeed. Because I watch brands left and right bend and compromise with their own core values and what they do and they become cautionary tales. We'll talk about a couple of them today. So, uh, oh, by the way, so real quick, uh, Seth Godin, any like marketing, good people like books, Seth Godin's got this one, The Purple Cow. In my opinion, that's what you guys are. And when you're a purple cow, the safest thing in the fucking world is being different. You wanna be unsafe? Go ahead and do all the things that go against the grade of what makes Metabolic of a great brand. And I promise you, you'll feel safe in the moment that long-term viability success goes down drastically. Primal Bear Andy. Um, so this is a book, I, one of my favorite branding books. Anyone who's a branding nerd who likes this shit, look this up, Patrick Hanlon. I'm gonna be taking you through um, the Primal Code, right? So Primal Brandy comes up with the Primal Code. Grace, story, creed, icons, rituals, uh, non-believers, lexicon, and leader. And I'm not going through all of them today, we don't have enough time, but I wanna hit on the key ones today. And there are things that you already know. You're gonna be like, duh, I get it. And I do that every fucking day. I'm here to tell you why, as a third party perspective, besides the vendors here, like, I'm not a franchisee. I don't work, I don't work in Metabolic HQ. I have a third party perspective that looks at this shit all day, every day from different brands. And I'm here to tell you these itty bitty little things, these 1% death by a thousand paper cuts, that's you guys with all the little things that you do. And I'm here, hopefully, that as this company grows, and you guys are, this franchise is gonna grow. You guys hold the line of little things that, when you have a bad sales month, might seem inconvenient. When you're pissed off because corporate did this or whatever it did this, like I'm, I get it. I've been in the franchise system. I know that the tug and pull between the two entities of corporate and the franchisee. And I'm hopeful as we go through these today, you recognize the importance of doing these little things because they are what sets you apart. They're what make you a purple cow. So, uh, Cree, a set of core principles designed to differentiate motivating. So you're be great, not late. That's an, a perfect example. Find me, this is by far, and I do this at other conferences, it is the best example of an effective primal code creed in the fitness industry. You could not find me one other one. I would challenge you. Find me a better example of a brand that's going to say, we want high performers. If you're late to our class, we are not going to allow that to fuck with those who showed up on time. Do you guys understand that's insane? That's absolutely insane to the rest of the industry. Like, no, no, come on in. But it's fine. Money, Greek credit card, come on in. <laughs> you guys do what's hard, especially when it's hard, because I promise you, you've locked those doors and you, you got your back turned, you guys got your vinyls and you do it smart, but you're like, fuck, I kind of want to let that person in. They're awesome, I like them, and their kid probably got sick and the babysitter called out. But you don't, you hold the fucking line. And guess what? You'll get one bad GBL review or bad Yelp review, but the amount of people that the virality of that one action, it's like, dude, I fucking love they lock those procrastinating, unpunctual motherfuckers out. <laughs> I absolutely love it. That's what they're gonna say to their friends going to get coffee. And one out of the four, that's gonna resonate with. And you're the only brand that offers that anger. 
This is so much time on this. I got quick concentrations of meaning that cause your brain identity values to spontaneously resonate. To the rest of the world, let's do uh, CrossFit gyms. A change plate is literally like what you put on when you're feeling froggy and you're going for the NPR. Maybe you one extra pound on that back squat today. To your brand, a spray painted change plate represents a challenge that one of your members who might have had a bullshit day and they come in and you're like, you know what? I'm feeling like it's a fucking black change plate today. I'm feeling like I'm going heavy today. That, that represents an opportunity for them to do something greater than what maybe they've done all day or feel better about themselves than they've done all day. Simultaneously allows them to come in and be like, hey, it is, this is not, it is a Sunday. It is not a black plate change plate day, okay? I'm a little hungover. It's a teal or white day. You give your clients the opportunity to create and carve out their own story. Other brands don't. We, other brands have to silo them into a very specific regimen and do it like this, that this whatever. Oh, you wanna go, you wanna go heavy? I have some 15s. <laughs> you guys create that opportunity. Again, could another brand rip it off easily? Sure, Con concept of it, it, absolutely. But it's what you do consistently. It, an icon, right, is something that when somebody thinks about it, like even the photo of I lift the teal plate, it makes them feel a certain way beyond what that thing was meant to do. This is just a silhouette, which originally, by the way, if you know the origin story of the first one, right? We have Fiona here, the new version. The original one, I think these guys got off 99, they got off some chick for like 100 bucks or something. <laughs> it meant nothing to nobody until they put meaning to it. But the only thing that inflates meaning to these icons is consistently doing shit over and over and over again. You guys, it's consistently doing the hard shit. Rituals the repeated interactions that people have with their brand. Now, a lot of things like create an icon, you do them consistently, become ritualistic, so some of these blend over. But your game day, your deload week, these are ritualistic. You might change the frequency of, of game day, you know, the whatever deload week, but essentially, at the end of the day, it's a consistent thing that your clients are able to rely on. There's a, there's a saying I really like, it's better to be consistently good than being occasionally great. These things in and of themselves, subjectively, we get to an argument whether a deal of week's a good idea or a bad idea. Is game day smart to do? Should we do it? Should we not? Regardless, it doesn't matter. You consistently pump out this product. And I promise you, as we're gonna see here later, the other brands, if you've been paying attention, I know you guys are busy, but if you just keep your eyes open on the rest of the market, you've noticed a lot of inconsistency, consistency, a lot of change. People, oh, is strength's popular? It's, it's 2023, of course fucking strength's popular. Okay, we're gonna add a strength lens. You're seeing other brands shift and pivot, which goes against their travel code, in my opinion, and is one of the reasons I think many of them are gonna experience short-term gain for long-term pain. Lexagon, we're, we're skipping out believers for a second. Go to Lexagon, technical terms that bind people together as a group, like yard sale, or momentum, aerobic durability, the sacred words, the terminology, Binds to me. When I got in the class, I'm like, oh, fine. And the idea to me that I could internet talk to on a message board was some dude in Russia, an overseas soldier, and used the word WAD and AMRAP, and we knew what the fuck each other were talking about, was so cool in 2005. That is common language, like the military hats. Common language that a complete stranger, who they've never formally met, you guys who share a bond now, as this brand grows nationwide, there are gonna be people moving from Detroit to Charlotte, and they will walk into 
the new Noda location and instantly have fucking friends. Because they speak the same language. You guys will, you guys are, because you're on the early stages of this franchise, you guys are gonna experience the benefit of the growth of this franchise and what it does to the awareness and the growth of that lexicon. In which, when your member Sally goes to get margaritas with her girls, and they eventually get around to talk about the workout, she's like, my God, I'm sorry, I was just walking by a yard sale. <laughs> People are like, what? What's a yard sale? Lexicon, to everyone else who doesn't know, creates intrigue. Intrigue creates inquiry. And inquiry allows Sally to lay down the best fucking referral possible. Sally doesn't walk to the table, put down her keys and go, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but we gotta talk about metabolic right fucking now. <laughs> That's not happening. However, as she uses her lexicon that she inherited from you, and hopefully you're properly conditioning the members how to use the lexicon out of the wild, it creates referrals because it creates intrigue because nobody knows what that is. The amount of people I got to start doing CrossFit in 2005 because I said I was doing Fran, and I'm like, you want to do it? I'm like, dude, France doesn't even whore. Like, sure. Like, I didn't explain, no, that's a workout. It's named after a female, and it's 20. It was lexicon. It was sacred to me. I shared it with someone else, and now they were in on the inside joke. Guys, keep the strength of the lexicon you have created. Keep it alive and educate your members on how to articulate that to their friends, family, and coworkers who have not yet joined Metabolic. Non-believers. So, I believe in a 5149 thesis. I believe there's nothing worth saying in marketing that doesn't cross the line at 5149. 51% of people go, cool, I like it. 49% of people get fucked. I don't believe it. You guys ride that line perfectly. You guys establish your antithesis and you proceed to vilify the antithesis. You don't sit there and go off on Orange Theory directly or another model. You go off on paradigms and theses that you don't agree with. Right? Everything, you know, Finley's put out on the, on the nutritional side. Working out four days a week in sort of step six. I saw, where's the dope ass anti-strength barbell shirt I saw earlier back over here? Like, you guys do a beautiful job of that. And as long as you continue to embody, even when you may think, man, I lost three members this month. They said they wanted more strength work, so they left for a CrossFit chip. Fuck, I'm gonna send Brandon another email and see if I can convince him with Kirk that we need barbells. This, this shit here is your genetic, like your primal code, your makeup. And there's gonna be times when you're gonna question it. But it's only because it's a hard time. I promise you don't question this shit when you're killing it. We only question this shit at a bad sales thing. We're after losing some members. Or we lost some staff to the other gym down the street. Whatever the fuck happens, the more you guys can relentlessly <clears throat> protect this primal code, the more successful you're gonna be. All right, I did not believe it was last because uh, I'll tell you what I see. Um, I see a lot of business owners, not just franchisees, but business owners become their own non-believers. In those exact same scenarios of bad sales cycles and retention issues and issues with corporate or whatever it may be, internal HR, they start becoming their own non-believers. You guys, Metabolic is successful because of its commitment to that primal code. From all the way back in the day to now. Many, how many of you were a member at a Metabolic before you became a franchisee? How many were a member, associate? Can I get full elbow extension since it's lazy bullshit? <laughs> it's a good amount. You became a member because something attracted you and I promise you it was an element of that primal code. You then became a franchisee because you could see the opportunity that was there because of that primal code and all of it working together. Metabolic doesn't try to fit in and that's how we got to where we are today, the origin of it going against 
what was easy at the time. These guys could have done it, myself and all the rest of us doing CrossFit in Charlotte, very grateful that these guys did not stay in the CrossFit scene because we would have made less money. But they went the hard route. They didn't want to fit in. They wanted to create something unique. And I'm still sitting here, you guys are so young in this thing. The world still, the, the US, let's just put it there, still doesn't even know this thing truly exists at scale. But when it does, it's gonna be fucking awesome. I'm, so, I'm excited to say that I was, I was, oh yeah, I got to talk to them in 2022. 10 years from now, when you guys are fucking, when it's a, a synonymous as much as Gorge Theory is, or wherever this goes. But you cannot become a non-believer. And it's hard in a franchise system, I get it. You've got, I'm a franchise here, there's a franchise, like there's territory, there's so, it becomes complicated. But you guys, if you, you deviate and it becomes fragmented and you break apart that primal code, I've seen what happens, we're gonna look at it here in a second. Shit goes real bad. Uh, other brands are gonna type this strength on strength. Who's been paying attention to like the trends and strength and Orange Theory putting in strength and all that fun shit? Yeah. People are gonna sprinkle that in. That's an outfit, right? <laughs> like right now, I'm fancy still. <laughs> Four hours ago, I was in sweatpants drinking a beer still, okay? It is an outfit change. You guys, what you do isn't an outfit. It's your fucking DNA. It's how you were born. Everyone else is just putting out a little bit different outfit because they think that's what's gonna bring in an extra blank percent of revenue this year. It's what's popular, it's what's trendy. Athletex said it was gonna be awesome. You know, ISSA said it was gonna be awesome. Ursa said it was gonna be awesome. So we're doing that thing now. You guys, I promise you, you're gonna have the advantage because as you see, you know, remember Rumble did boxing? And then that kind of was not doing awesome. So they brought in treadmills. I remember when SoulCycle launched Activate and they even had a test studio up in Manhattan or Soho and they tested a completely off the bike model. Both those things ate shit. I think this is gonna eat shit. Why? It's not who they are in their primal code. It's a deviation from it, significantly. And it's done so transactionally. No one's like, man, Orange Theory really feels like strength is what they do at their core. No one, no one looks at an Orange Theory and thinks that. You look at that and you're like, you're reaching. You're putting on a different outfit because you think that's what's cool then. Guys, if you guys can double down and stay the course, because it's easy to replicate easy. Replicating what you know, oh man, I heard, uh, I heard core, uh, core four in Charleston has this and does that and has this equipment or I heard this and I wish we could do this, but corporate doesn't allow me to do that. I promise you. When, you know when uh, you hear the phrase, really good businesses are boring? It's not about doing new shit. You constantly chase new shit. I like that quote that Brandon had in the beginning. You're gonna eat shit. You can't chase new shit constantly because it doesn't give you enough time to get good at it. You guys will be the absolute best in the industry. I truly believe that when it comes to strength training. You will be synonymous with that concept and bringing it in the boutique franchise model. No one else. I truly believe it's gonna be you, but we cannot go ahead and think that we have to start replicating easy. You ever seen this shit? Same shit, different color lights. <laughs> same shit, different color lights. It's all the fucking same. Clients, like those are, this, this is your far week. This is where your clients evolve from. I did the blue lights and then I did the green lights and then I did the red lights. <laughs> and I was sick and tired of some douche with a sure microphone who had no personality. I then found that as long as you 
hold the line. You start fucking off. Hey, I got a good friend who was here for a global reset when Orange Theories started bringing kettlebells and other equipment that was unapproved into the studios. Hey man, I'm flying to Charlotte, why? We gotta slap some franchisees around because they're, you know, doing it, you know, getting wild and all that. They're afraid of CrossFit or this, that, and the other thing. This thing inside an organization like this, I get it. Like there's, there's gonna be desire to try other stuff. I promise you the strength, you guys all do the same shit collectively. It is, you ever see like a scrub in rugby? It's that kind of shit. Stay committed to your problem that require success by choosing the harder route to go outlast the competition. And I, again, I've been pounding that home. But if you look at like the competition, Brandon, you talk about this a lot. Everyone familiar with Exponential? They got 10 brands. A couple of them cut their digital bullshit. These three make all the money. Also, they're the three that probably had the least amount of change. It's not a coincidence that AKT, which is their, like think of if Zumba was always on Molly. That they have, it's not weights now. It's not that Rumble now had to bring in treadmills. They're changing because it's not working and they don't have the fucking balls to stay committed to the plan. Cause that's all it is, man. It's just consistency. Be occasionally good instead of, or consistently good instead of occasionally blinked. I'd rather be someone's shot of whiskey than everyone's cup of tea. Carrie fucking Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's how you guys need to think of it. Is, you know, Charlotte, wherever your market's at, it's gonna, it's growing. People are gonna come in and you're not gonna be a good fit for them. They're gonna leave because you weren't a good fit for them. They're gonna complain about this, complain about that. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. They just weren't for you. They weren't mad. And as long as you stick with it, don't try to deviate from it. It's staying true to the origins here. I truly think at some point in the future, we get you know the honor to you know do a podcast with you or whatever it may be. We're gonna hear a story. You're gonna get interviewed on a podcast by someone else one day. They're gonna ask you how like what would you attribute your success to? I bet I don't break. I didn't fucking deviate from my primal code. I did what was hard, especially when it was hard. If you guys can do that, I think I think you're gonna have all the success in the world. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs>